Hi, I'm Dana Sparks. I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. You found us, and you're welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 555 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to go back and forth in time, and our guest is Dana Sparks. Now, you remember her from being Vicky Gioberti on Falcon Crest. She was most recently on The Young and the Restless. She was in JAG. She was on Star Trek Next Generation. She was a regular on Passions and just so many things she's done. She's going to be joining us here in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So hope you'll stick around for that and enjoy that one. And if you have a suggestion for a guest, just send us it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Uh, if you want to just uh, communicate with me, you can do that too. And uh, also, there's uh, I got to get more into this and figure out what this is. But um, on uh, Anchor FM, where we are uh, obviously having our podcast uh, distributed, they are doing that now. And uh, there's a place where you can go there and you can turn around and you can send me a message, a, a vocal message. You can talk to me and you can send it to me. And if you click on a link for any of the uh, the podcast that we have up, you can actually uh, click on that and that will take you to it. And you'll see a space where you said, send a message and you can talk to me and you can, uh, and maybe we'll even put some of these up on, uh, on one of the shows. So uh, go ahead and do that. And uh, we'll see what we can do with that. We'll, uh, there might be something we'll do once in a while, put one of our guests, you know, if, if you're yelling at me and, and swearing at me and everything, well, I won't put that one up. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we will uh, see what we can do. Uh, if you just want to you know, talk about uh, one of the episodes, if you liked it, or if you uh, have a suggestion, go ahead and send it to me. We'll see what we can do. All right. Uh, past week, we uh, have a lot of things that have been going on. We've posted a lot of different episodes from the past. Uh, Bernie Capel, well, that was up. He was Doc, remember, on The Love Boat. And he was Siegfried on Get Smart. Great episode. He was a great guy to have on. Larry Minetti uh, from Magnum P.I., and uh, Joey Milan from Badfinger, a lot of great hits from them. And Robert Fuller from Emergency and a lot of cowboy westerns earlier than that. And I uh, hope you enjoyed those. You can check those out. And uh, I'm still working on onscreenandbeyond.com. We're having a problem. <laughs> Some of this old software is not working on the new uh, computer that I have. So uh, things aren't working quite right yet. But we will be updating that as soon as I can get things going. So please be patient with us. Um, Instagram, you can still check us out there at On Screen and Beyond Podcast. And on Twitter, you can check us out at On Screen, the letter N, Beyond. Okay, On Screen, N, Beyond. So you can check those out, and that's a way to communicate with us, too. So uh, love to hear from you. We've got a lot of listeners all over the world and all over the United States, and uh, we appreciate it very much. So, what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness. Remake Madness, a remake of Master and Commander, is now a possibility. 
we've heard about this one on and off, but they tell us now it's not going to be with Russell Crowe, and we'll keep you updated as we hear more. And production is starting now on the remake of Stephen King's Firestarter, starring Zac Efron. So uh, there's no release date on it yet, but, uh, you know, it won't be that long, I suspect. August 11th, 2023 is the release date of the next remake of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Keep you updated on that one. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen to Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Tiffany Haddish will star in a biopic of Olympic star Florence Flojo Griffin Joyner. And uh, Amazon is uh, getting ready to have an undercover buddy cop movie. It's in the works, and it's called Gator and the Egg. And filming starts late summer. And Josh Brolin, Peter Dinklage, and Glenn Close will star in a film called Brothers. And the storyline is currently undercover. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen to Beyond, take you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequels. It looks like Mission Impossible 7 has been shut down due to multiple COVID outbreaks. And you can expect delays on the release of that one now, I guess. And it's official. Indiana Jones 5 will begin filming this week and will hit theaters in July of 2022. And surprise, surprise, Disney has a sequel to Cruella in the early development. That's it for sequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, June 15th, The Walking Dead World Beyond Season 1 crawls onto Blu-ray and DVD. And His Dark Materials, the complete second season, comes to Blu-ray and DVD on June 29th. And Westworld Season 3, The New World, has a June 8th release date on Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, well, the movie classic Zigfield's Follies with Fred Astaire and Lucille Ball will be hitting Blu-ray and DVD on June 15th. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder comes to 4K on June 29th. And also on June 29th, the Charlton Heston classic Major Dundee lands on Blu-ray in a two-disc set. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time, well, look for David Spade to help host Bachelor in Paradise this year. It's an odd choice, but that's what they're doing. And sadly, we have a couple of sad notes coming your way. Arlene Golanka, who was on the Andy Griffith Show, has passed away at the age of 85. And since our last episode last week, Gavin McLeod has passed away. Gavin was our guest back in episode 298. 
And I've reposted that at the, in the episode uh, so you can hear what a great guy he was and uh, what a wonderful career he had. And, and he talks about his career and all the people he worked with. And so I hope you'll check that out. And it's up there. And uh, you can go to any of the podcast providers that we are on and you can find it there. And it is episode 298 of On Screen and Beyond. So our thoughts go out to his families. And uh, that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it is Dana Sparks as our guest right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who was a regular on the 80s hit TV show Falcon Crest. And we have also seen her on Star Trek Next Generation, L.A. Law, Melrose Place, JAG, Passions, and most recently on The Young and the Restless and many, many others. It's Dana Sparks. Dana, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, Brian. Happy to be here. Now, Dana, looking back at at your career, um, there's... You know, a lot of people do one thing or two things that are notable, but you, you've done a lot of notable things. Oh, that's super nice of you to say. Thank you. And, and you, I'm, go ahead. Sorry, I, I'm, I know, I'm just happy about several of the opportunities that I had. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate, I feel. And early on, you, you sort of hit the jackpot right off. I mean, you know, you were on cover-up for, was that your first thing, the cover-up? Was that the first show? Cover up was the first TV show I did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, bang! You hit Falcon's Crest. <laughs> well, and in between those two was the movie with Jack Lemmon and Julie Andrews and Sally Kellerman and Bob Loja wow. um, that that Blake Edwards directed, and that was like to start a film career with that group of people was just you know I I look back on it now and I'm like it was a dream. I mean, it was a dream at the time, but I was like, was that even me? You know. <laughs> um, that was really an amazing start. Well, yeah. how, okay, let's let's start with with cover up first. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you actually get that part? And was acting something you wanted to do, or were you just sort of? I know some people just seem to fall into something, or you know, how did how did this all come about? You know, it was a little bit of both. Um, I've always kind of liked drama and acting and singing, and was doing all of that when I was in high school. And my mom sent me to modeling school, which led to an early, I, I did a lot of television commercials, and that brought me down to Los Angeles, and I was in an acting class, and someone just came into class and said, Dana, I saw this casting call, they're casting models to play models on this TV show with Jennifer O'Neill, you should go in. So I called my commercial agent at the time, and I said, I heard about this, get me in. So they did, and I got it. I mean... I was surprised. I'd, I'd literally never auditioned for a television show before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know a lot going into that series. Um, I learned a lot. Um, you know, there was uh, a lot of very fun stuff on that. And Michael T. Williamson was just fantastic to work with on that show and really giving as an actor to someone who didn't really know much. Um, but yeah, it was. It was it's a great place to land. Hmm. Yeah. Now, you mentioned uh, that's life with mm-hmm. Blake Edwards uh, directing. Um, 
that's a pretty big deal. Uh, <laughs> you know, working for Blake Edwards. I mean, uh, how did? I mean, was this another casting call that that you were going to, or something? Or no, with Blake Edwards again, it was just a stroke of luck. He and Julie lived in a house in Malibu, and I lived two houses away. Um, met them all, kind of the family hanging out on the beach, playing with dogs and going for walks with his daughter. And you know, after knowing him briefly, he just said, "I'm doing this little film with my family." Um, and my friend Jack and his family. <laughs> and uh, he said, I'd really like you to play a part in it. Um, do you think you can remember a phone number and call my office Monday morning? And I grabbed a stick real quick and I went, yeah, what is it? So he told me his number at Blake Edwards Entertainment, Culver City, and I took the stick and I wrote it in the sand. And uh, I said, I'll be calling you. And I got the part. Um, Ho- hopefully you didn't write it too close to the surf and, and yeah, lost the number. Right? Like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> the surf got my job. No, um, yeah, no. I, but, you know, I'm one of those people that either has to say it or write it down when it comes to a number, you know. So I was just like, well, hang on a second. Let me grab a stick. Um, and it was so delightful. I mean, I literally walked down the road to the beach and up to their house and worked in their home. I mean, almost the entire movie was shot at their home at that time and I was just such a fan of Julie Andrews I mean you know I have a Mary Poppins doll still (laughs) Victor Victoria was like one of my favorite things I just thought a a woman in a tuxedo was the way to go so I emulated that look for a long time Um, and Blake is just uh, you know from Days of Wine and Roses to 10 to Pink Mm. Panther to to SOB I mean he's just he was just so amazing. So, and Jack Lemmon. I mean, oh, I, know you, I mean, these are, these are legends. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. It was amazing. So, what was Blake Edwards like on on set directing a film? Was he, you know, really? I don't know. Uh, you know, making suggestions, or was he just letting you flow with it? Or how, how did how does he work with work? On this one, he was. I mean, he's a merry prankster for sure which is just great. Um, so it's, it's serious work, but he also has a good time, and especially because it was with family. And this was such a dear project for them that it literally had, I think it was probably like a 14-page treatment that they worked off of mm-hmm. and kind of went from there. Wow. Um, and, you know, most of the material was Jack and Julie and their relationship and then their kids um, who were played by their children. So um, they kind of created it along the way. So mm. it was a really interesting process to watch um, and flow with, you know. And I hadn't had much um, improv background <laughs> back then. So it was like, but it was nice to throw in my two cents and have a line stick and be in the scene. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a really interesting way to work. Wow. Okay, then Falcon Crest. How did you get into that role? Falcon Crest came about because I had done Best Life, and uh, Blake was doing an early screening of it at um, the same studios where they were casting, where the casting director was for Falcon Crest and Dallas, actually. And uh, they had seen a screening of the film Mm -hmm. and called my agent 
you certainly want to share. <laughs> One thing leads to another. Yes. Wow. I mean, it's just it's and and now back in the eighties, of course, Falcon Crest, Dallas, all all those different soaps, uh, soap nighttime soap operas, they were huge at that time. They were. They were really great. We came on right after Dallas, which was an excellent lead-in. So um, it was fun to be a part of that big wave of nighttime soap. All right now on Falcon Crest. Uh, the, the cast on that was amazing. How was it working with Jane Wyman and, and David Selby, who has actually been a guest here on On Screen and Beyond, I'll say. And, oh, nice. And yeah, Susan, David was super nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, of course, I remember him from Falcon Crest, but, you know, of course, I, I still remember him from uh, the uh, Dark Shadows, too. So. Dark Shadows, <laughs> of course. Absolute classic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, Falcon Crest, I mean, they had so many great guest stars, too. I mean, mm. Cesar Romero and Leslie Caron. And, I mean, the producer at that time was really into old Hollywood films and um, brought in a bunch of people to work with, too. So not only did we have that great cast of characters already, but uh, it was just fun to work with all these other people that seen on films forever. Kim Novak. I mean, my mom got to meet Kim Novak. That was just like probably one of the best things about Falcon Crest for me. Mm. Yeah. That was really neat. So were you starstruck at all working with some of these people who they were having as guests? The funny thing is I was, but I don't recall that so much. Um, you know, I've always loved film, and but I think I've gotten into different genres of film more now that I was like, oh, man, Leslie Carone, why didn't I get a picture with her? You know, we didn't do that then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you didn't get pictures with people and you didn't, I right. mean, of course, I'm on film with them, so I could, you know, grab a screenshot if I wanted to. But um, in that atmosphere, you're working so fast and people come and go that, I don't know. You're, you're kind of starstruck in that you're also in the moment, so you're just working with them, um, right. and then they're just more people. But um, yeah, when I think back on it, it, it was really so great. It was really great. Yeah. Now, was was that filmed in on a set, or was it actually in a, a vineyard somewhere? It was both. Both. So we shot we shot at the Radford Studios here in Southern California in Studio City which is also where we did um, same studio as Passion, actually. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I love Radford Studio. It's a smaller studio. It's really great. Um, but then we shot location stuff every summer up in Napa. Oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah, that was really wonderful to be on location in the town that you're shooting about. And, you know, people just thinking of you as a celebrity and excited to see you. It was very, very fun. And I'm a Northern California girl, so mm-hmm. that made it special. Yeah. You actually got onto the show after it had already been started, correct? I came in, I think it was the seventh season. Seventh season. So were you a fan of the show before you got on it? I watched it a lot. It wasn't my favorite, I have to admit. I was I was a Dallas fan. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Dallas. But uh, Falcon Crest, too, I, I mean, you know, because it was shot up there and everything, I, I definitely watched them both and was a fan of both. But Dallas was number one to me until I was cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what was Jane Wyman like? Jane, 
Jane's like one of the first people that I was a little bit um, extra considerate of um, because she was such a legend and, you know, that show had been running so long and, and the word came down, you know, you know, I'm a young actress and they're like, don't mess around when Jane's on stage. You know, it's just like, just behave yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm a pretty good girl anyway, but <laughs> I'll remember that. So, um, you know, she had so much to do when she was there. She was very um, conservative of her energy, I think, by that time. And um, so I admired her. I was a little bit scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched her diligently because she was so great at what she did. Yeah, yeah I mean, I really, I loved working with her, and 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 you know, she taught me a few things uh, that I remember, and it was like, oh, okay, do this, don't do that. And, yeah, um, she was kind about it, and she was great with the crew, which I really admire and try to emulate. It's like. The crew is there much longer than we are every day, and uh, you know she just knew everyone's name. Even when they were brand new, she'd find out who they were and say hello to them, and hmm. and just super respectful of the crew. And I just think that that's the way to go. Yeah, it's really nice. Well, see, you know, she gives me the impression that you know it, it's um, like you would you're talking to your grandmother, you know, you want to be respectful and, you know, and you're going to walk on eggshells and try not, you know, try not to do anything bad or anything like that. Yeah. It's a little bit of that. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Continuing on with the, with the different shows, there's a lot of actors and actresses who... Uh, turn around and they have a little piece of Star Trek in their in their portfolio, <laughs> and and you do too, right? I do. I'm so happy to be in the club. One episode, Star Trek: Next Generation, but um, I think it's a fun episode actually, and uh, I'm really happy to be part of that. The original Star Trek, I just love and always did. So mm-hmm. it's cool to be in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Being on that show, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's funny how you do one part on a, on a on a big show like that, and people remember you for it. Uh, you know, sometimes some shows, you know, you're you're just there and you do it, do what you do, and then people don't remember it. But certain shows, there are people uh, that are a guest star and. Bang, you know, I mean, people with the fans of Star Trek, you just people always remember you. Yeah, I mean, I think Trek is exceptional that way. Um, you know, there are just Trekkies, and they're going to know everybody and everything, and that's great. I mean, it, it you know secures its longevity, and that's fantastic. Um, Passions has a little bit of that, really. Um, yeah, yeah, because I think because it was a new show, a brand new show, so I knew so many people that would come up and go. 
I started watching Passions with my mom or my grandmother or my brother or, you know, we started it from day one and we watched every episode. You know, so it was people of a different generation that got to be at the beginning of a new soap. So, you know, there are certain things like that 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 people hang on to. And it's nice. It's nice that they remember you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, we mentioned Passions and... You know, you did a couple of episodes on there, a little over 300, right? <laughs> Actually, more than that. Really? It, it, it's difficult. It's time-consuming to add your episodes to IMDb. Mm-hmm. So when you look at IMDb episode numbers, at least in the beginning, now, now it kind of happens. When I did Young and Restless, somehow they all showed up. Um, but my passions, yeah, I don't even know how many shows I did. I, wow. Yeah, I mean, I was there for five years. That's, and a, lo- that's a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah, so it's, so it's probably more like 2,000 or something. I don't know. <laughs> now, do you find yeah. it more difficult? I mean, that was a soap opera, and then you look at Falcon's Crest, which... Uh, which is a soap opera, but a nighttime soap opera. So it's a little different. I mean, you know, you're not uh, every day performing, uh, you know, a full show. Uh, was it more difficult to do a regular soap opera during the day where you're learning lines every day than it is doing a, uh, not just Falcon Crest, but any any show that, you know, you're doing once a week? Is is, is there a big difference? Absolutely. <laughs> it's hard. Um, it's a lot of memorization. And, um, in the beginning I was playing twins and, you know, we were talking on computer and they wanted it word on, so it was no paraphrasing. So that was just intense from the get go. Um, and yeah, you're doing, your, your crew is doing about 45 pages a day. (laughs) Um, so it's fast and furious and you got to be dead on and know it. And, um, yeah, hats off. I mean, I still have active nightmare. You know, where's the truth? I can't remember my lines. And I wake up in the morning, I'm like, ah, oh my god, I'm not doing that. <laughs> now, did they uh, do a lot of retakes on on like passions? Some, not a ton. I mean, they would love to get it in one every time if they could. You're working with four cameras, so it's covered, um, which is great. So you know, if you nail it, it's done. But you know, if you go up or if you have to start over or you know. Something goes wrong with the monkey or a prop or a special effect. <laughs> um, you got to do it again. So, I would say on Passions, you do more do-overs than other shows, just because Passions was a very complicated show technically, um, where other shows are more, you know, four people talking, and it's it's more likely to go right because they're professionals and that's what they do. Um, but. Uh, and, you know, everything's super professional on Passions, too, but there were so many more elements. I mean, you've got fire and special effects and special makeup and incredible lighting and water and swim tanks. I mean, they built a swimming pool on the set for the, I don't know, was it the prom boat or something else? But I just remember, you know, James Hyde swimming in the pool and the thing, and it was just, like, very complicated. And they did it. It was amazing. Hmm. <laughs> Now, of all the shows you've done, uh, is there any comical things that have happened to you over the years on, on set or behind set? Aye, aye, aye. Um, I'm sure there is. 
that's kind of a broad question. Yeah. Um, I, it's like I can't like remember like a specific stunt that was like fall down funny. Um, mm-hmm. I do. There was one time, and it still makes me laugh. It was James Hyde, and we were in a church scene, and it was very serious, and it was Father Lonigan and. James and I had to be in the background and it was late at night and we've been going all day and I don't know what happened, but we got the giggles so bad and it was just like, no, you can't. It's like swearing in church, right? It's like, <laughs> no, you can't giggle. And we're in the background and, and then we're like on the altar for some reason. I don't know if we're praying or what, but our bodies are just quivering. Because we couldn't stop, and it was it was it was delightful because it was just like okay we're beyond, and I literally had to stop. They're like okay stop, James, Dana, you guys need to take five here, and they're like okay we need to take five because they're toast. Um, <laughs> James and I talk about that all the time. We're like it was just the best. It was just like your body just went no no we gotta laugh now. I can't help it. Yeah. Um, huh. With we I mentioned about Star Trek fans you know, remembering you and everything. Uh, do you feel Star Trek fans compared to uh, either Passions or the Young and the Restless fans are more dedicated or anything like that? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, every fan on its own is, is, is dedicated. Um, but as a group, it seems like, you know, Trek has just been around for so long and so many different types of it that um, it's an amazing group of people, um, and they get co- you know they have costumes to dress up in, so it makes it more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's easy to to jump on that band- bandwagon and have fun. You know, it's like Star Wars. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's always fun when there's space and costumes. That makes it exciting. Yeah. So yeah, they're great fans. Uh, uh, how have you enjoyed the Young and Reless- the, uh, the Young and the Restless <laughs> recently? Yeah, it it was really nice to get called in to audition for that. And um, it was kind of a mouthful because it was like doctor speak. And, you know, you got, you got to lay that stuff out like you've been talking like that all your life, right? So I worked hard on it, actually. And I was really pleased to get it. They were so nice to work with. Um, I only worked with Melissa and Mark. And, um, you know, it was COVID time. So, I mean, it still is, but it was, you know, serious lockdown right. and, and tests and, and all of that. So it's not the same atmosphere as working on a show when it's not that. So it's hard to compare to anything, but um, they have been doing it so long that it's just really such a pleasure to walk in and it's like boom, 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 mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you do it, you're done. You know, it's like, wow. That that we didn't do very many takes on. Most things we did that in one take, and it was just like, you know, everybody was great. Move it on, next, you know. Wow, that's um, that's incredible. Yeah. So with all the roles you've done, I know we don't have much time, so I'll finish up. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, of all the roles you've done, is there any one that in particular or a couple of them that, that were, you know, really mean a lot that you got those roles? Yeah, I, I have to say just from the beginning that, playing Fanny on That's Life with Blake and Julie and everyone was was huge to me. And, I mean, just the family feeling that I had with Blake and Julie from that. We remained friends for, 
for many years and used to go there and have dinner and all that um, quite a bit. And it was just delightful. And, you know, it launched me into television. That was a huge role. And oddly, an, an interesting thing that I got that meant the world to me was I was cast as a woman on a photo safari in Africa for six weeks on a Nissan Pathfinder commercial. Hmm. Um, and I know that doesn't have a big fan following or anything, but to be able to go to Africa and be on photo safari and get paid for it and go to the best places possible in Kenya and Botswana and Tanzania for five weeks was just, one of the biggest gifts that acting ever gave me. Wow. It, it was really incredible. I'm just surprised yeah. that, that a card, I mean, I know cars make millions of dollars, billions of dollars and everything, but I'm surprised that they would go that far to do a commercial, you know, when they could have faked it, you know, on the set, on yeah. the set or something like that, you know, and <laughs> I know. save. Well, I will say, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm dating myself, it was the 80s, so it was the time of very big budget for commercials. And, uh, you know, a lot of the ad agency people went, a lot of the car people went. It was a very big crew and a cast of two. Um, <laughs> everybody wanted to go. <laughs> everybody wanted to go. So, yeah, it was it was a great time. And it was on it, played on the Super Bowl, and it had a good run. And, yeah, it was yeah. big money on that one. Yeah. Well, Dana, I'd like to finish up with one final question. And it's more of a two-parter, I guess. But uh, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past when you were growing up? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, man, that's so hard. <laughs> um, oh, okay, so I'm a fan of Turner Classic Network. Mm-hmm. I can just turn that on any time day and sit through, you know, a triple header. I'm just guilty of that. Especially when we have the May, Gray, June gloom in Southern California. It's like, oh, let's just sit down and watch all those great old movies. I mean, I can't even begin to, I just, I'm such a fan of film, I can't even begin to say favorite films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and TV, I loved, and I'm a terrible with names, but I loved the chess, mo- the chess TV series. Um, yes, um, Gambit. Gambit. Queen's Gambit yes. was amazing. I loved it so much. It that was, was brilliant. Great. And she is just stunning. Um, wow. The, the transition that she did. And also, um, I'm a really big fan of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I can't wait for it to come back on. It seems like it's forever. It hasn't, hasn't come back yet. I, I know. It's just everything that I think TV should be. You know, it's just dreamy and bright and has musical numbers and it's uplifting and the the banter is so quick mm-hmm. um and i i loved i listened to her live on a podcast or something and she just said oh my gosh all these words that i have to say she goes i just run around all day saying blah, 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 all day long and i'm like thank god i'm so happy to hear it's not easy because she makes it look easy and it's not yeah um yeah. i i really am a fan of that and i love mandalorian I just thought yes. that was delightful. Yeah, that's um, good. I'm 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 into happy. You know, there's I find there's a lot of um, dark stuff out there. Um, I, I I love I love things that shine light on problems that we're facing today. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot to talk about socially now, and I love things that shine a light on it in a way that says, "Look, we can make change, or we can look at this and reflect on it." Mm-hmm. The things that are dark 
just for dark sake. I'm kind of over that. I know there's so many shows that are, uh, you know, uh, about this killer or that killer, and it's like, man, I don't uh, want to watch that. <laughs> don't Things are watch depressing it. enough. <laughs> it is. There was one that I was watching that was like girls on an island that had been abandoned, and I just knew going in that they weren't abandoned, that it was intentional. And then they start abusing them, and like, you know, one of the girl loses a limb, and I'm like, no, Ooh, this is this is just, you know, violence, violence. Mm-hmm. More violence. Uh, no, no, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. You know. Oh, so what? What did you grow up with? What? Did, what were your favorite shows when you grew, were when you were growing up? You know, Mary Tyler Moore. Um, loved that. I loved Gilligan's Island. Everybody did. Star, <laughs> this, everybody did Star Trek. I thought Gilligan's Island was happening. You know, I was young enough that I was like, "Wow, that's a cool place. I want to go visit them." Um, <laughs> Star Trek Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. Oh, yes. Um, I, you know, when I was a little kid, I just loved all of those fantasy kinds of things. Um, and then, and remember, then came Bronson. I thought that was yes. pretty hot. Yeah. I loved MASH. MASH was fantastic. When I got to go to the... That was one of the first Hollywood sets I ever saw was MASH. And I was so surprised how small it was. Was that way yeah. out in the... Uh, in no, not the set. Not, the, um, not little, that area. Not the location, but literally on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A, a friend snuck me into um, the lot. You know, all you had to do was put a little piece of um, tissue around your neck and look like you're an actor and you could walk on the stage. <laughs> 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 when security was low. So yeah. I got to see the mass set. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's classic TV. It's all so good. Yeah, we've had, you know? I've had several of the people. Loretta Swit has been a guest and. Uh, uh, Gary Berghoff and you know a couple others have been guests on the show, and it, it was just you know amazing hearing them talk. You know? <laughs> oh sure, and your voices—I mean, their voices—we know them so well from watching it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Dana, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to share with us, and and I've enjoyed it a lot. And uh, like I say, I, I skip so much stuff. I mean, Melrose Place, Jag, and and all the others, but, <laughs> but there's only so much time. I know. <laughs> Yeah, they're only going to listen for a while, so we should hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Brian. It was really a pleasure. And a big thank you going out to Dana Sparks for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. I don't know about you, but I used to watch Hal Crest all the time. It was a great show. And, uh, of course, uh, like I said, she was in so many other things we could have talked about, but uh, there just isn't enough time. So <laughs> we got when what we could, and I want to thank her for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Hope you enjoyed that one. And we've got another great guest coming next week here at On Screen and Beyond, and they're going to just keep coming your way. So I hope you're going to keep listening. Tell a friend. Get the word out. Uh, like us on uh, uh, follow us or like us or whatever you do on on uh, Instagram or Twitter or any of those things. And keep looking for more episodes of On Screen and Beyond from the past coming up and getting loaded. And as soon as I get onscreenandbeyond.com set up, we'll get to all those uh, clicks right there. So you can just do it there if you wanted. But uh, a lot of things we're doing. So we're going to keep the, keep moving along. And if you have a suggestion, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, that's working. And I can get to... Uh, you know, to uh, I'll, I'll email you back. I'll, I'll be reading it, so uh, I'll email you back if there's a question or something you want to say. And uh, just uh, let's uh, 
have a lot of fun. So uh, we get more guests, like I said, coming your way. So that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zimmerak. Take care. Thank you.